All right, we are back. I know it's been a while, but we just got done Thanksgiving break. So I think everyone needed, needed a break, including myself. Uh, today, I'm joined by Declan Barrett, a senior biochemistry, biochemistry major at Wider University. How you doing, man? What's up? I'm doing great. Happy to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I want to get as many people as I can on here, you know what I mean? So uh, you're, you're a no-brainer to ask, man. It's, it's awesome to have you here. Thanks for coming on. Um, for those who don't know a little bit about you, Declan, so you're a senior biochemistry major. Um, where are you from? Yeah, so I'm a senior biochemistry major with um, a minor in Spanish as well. So got some of the humanities in me, but I'm from South Jersey. So only about an hour from Widener, uh, nice, easy back and forth. I keep forgetting you have that Spanish minor. Is there any like reason you get, you did that or like just it fit in your schedule and like, you know, it's great. I'm going to go get a Spanish minor. At the beginning, it was personal interest. I liked it in high school, so I wanted to continue it. Um, but after some shadowing experience, I realized that there are other people. Um, the science community is a very international community. So I shadowed a person, a PhD student, who worked with one person from Spain. And I was actually able to translate some words for her that she didn't understand. Um, oh, and then wow. I met another researcher who spoke Spanish as well and said that it does come in handy. So I wanted to continue with it. Now, as a, as a minor, like, you, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if you're considered fluid or not. I guess if you can understand a lot of the words. What's, what's interesting to me is that, like, I think about science in, like, other languages. Like, trying to learn science in a different language seems kind of – it seems super foreign, like, even more foreign than the language itself, if that makes any sense. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely don't know if at this stage I could transition into a Spanish learning science course. Um, yeah. But if someone starts, you know, young learning two languages, I can see how it's possible. Mm-hmm. So what got you interested in biochemistry? Like, why'd you want to, why'd you come to Widener uh, wanting to study that? It's kind of, a, it's a relatively small field, especially here at Widener. So like, how'd you end up here? So actually in high school, I was originally a bio, biology major, um, mm-hmm. looking at my colleges of interest and stuff. Um, but I actually was being pulled between biology and music theory. I was an AP music student, so I didn't know where I wanted to go. And then in my science course during the last couple semesters, we touched briefly on protein synthesis, um, how to isolate proteins, and a general overview of biochemistry, and it really interested me. And I had never heard of it, so I did some research, and I contacted Dr. Nagengast because I already decided to go to Widener at that point, and she switched me right into the biochemistry program, and I couldn't be happier. I, I like the – we touched into biology, bio, and chemistry as well, of course, the bi, biochemistry courses themselves, um, so it's a really great experience. That's really awesome. I – I love Dr. Nagengast. She's such a hoot. Um, if you haven't seen the episode, definitely check it out. She's really cool. Um, that's really cool. How many biochemistry students are there here at Widener? In my year when I started, there were a couple. I think in my year, I'm the only one. But uh, it's a very small, personalized major at Widener. But you do interact with biology and chemistry departments. So it's not like you're by yourself at all. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I was, I was just curious. Um, but I know you're a big researcher, though. And I definitely want to hop into this a little bit. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit, well, tell us a little bit about like the background of like your research um, and then, you know, like where, where is the project at right now? Yes. So as a biochemistry student, you can do research in almost any science field that you want. I do research with a professor named Dr. Mystery. Um, it's more biology research, molecular biology, looking at uh, gene regulation levels in response to a certain trauma that I'm inducing in a Drosophila fly embryo. And we're looking at how the nervous system responds, how certain nervous system genes respond as well um, to gauge how in a human, 
the spinal system may react to an injury as well. But that's way, way later down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started this research experience as a freshman after taking a class with Dr. Mystery, Psi 190. Um, and it was a great experience. I really like at Widener how the research is so personalized and focused on the student experience. Um, I could, yeah, it's a great experience here. Yeah, I agree. I think, I well, first of all, any anytime you get personalized experience, I think that's really cool. And was this project like, was it, was, were people working on this before you or is this something that um, you just started on your own? It's been passed down through a couple different generations of students, um, evolved every year. The most recent student, Bobby Ariani, um, mm. he worked on a different aspect of the project and I took over. And now for my senior thesis, I'm looking at yet again, another aspect of the project, um, expanding the genes that we're looking at. So what, what like genes are you looking at? Like how, like as someone who doesn't understand anything about this, like what, what are you, what are you kind of getting at here? Yeah. So your body to create proteins it needs to, it needs to read some sequences in order to do that. Mm. And the more sequences present, the more amount of protein that is produced in theory. So we are looking at how certain genes and proteins are upregulated or downregulated in response to um, a replication of a spinal cord injury in mm-hmm. a fruit fly embryo. And the protein family is called the roundabout receptor family, Robo for short. And what that protein does is it helps mediate, um, if you were to think of your spine in a fruit fly, except without the bones, that's sort of what it, it helps create the nerves that run up and down and cross side to side a bit. So do you mean like physical damages to the spine? Like what, it, like, or is this something that you're like genetically born with? So we are actually using uh, needles that we make in the lab to injure these fruit flies. Um, mm. In humans, spinal cord injury is a pretty bad thing in the world because there aren't many therapeutics for it. Um, yeah. So we are just looking at the beginnings of what could possibly be therapeutic treatment for spinal cord injury, just okay. to know more about what genes respond. Okay. So you, okay. Let me, let me try and like understand this real quick. So you, spinal cord injury in humans, first of all, is super like, it's almost like abstract, right? There's not a lot you could do, right? Um, as the therapeutics as... aren't very advanced at the moment. Okay. So you're trying to, you're trying to replicate maybe those injuries within a fruit fly so that we can better understand these like mechanisms and genes, right? Genetics? Yes, because you obviously can't take some human samples and say, hey, can I break your back and see what happens? <laughs> um, but fruit flies, they're pretty cooperative. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they, uh, they let you do that to them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, that's, that's really cool. So I'm still, I'm still on this, this part though. Hang on. You're, in, you're, you're injecting the fruit flies with a genetic disorder in the spine. That's what's happening? So- so not quite. We are actually using our needle to break the nerves in the fruit fly. We're breaking okay. the connections. We're severing. Um, so it's all physical, nothing genetic. Mm-hmm. And then we see what happens on the genetic level. What oh. genes are upregulated, which leads to mRNA transcripts, which in turn would lead to protein. Okay. I see. So you're, okay. So after you break it, you're seeing how the genes behave to supplement that injury. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So you're right about looking at the genetics of it. Um, we're just not inserting anything. We're just strictly viewing. And what have you like discovered? Like what's the, what's the, what's the preliminary steps right now? So myself and some of the previous people on this project had discovered that ro- the roundabout receptor family, at least version three. So there's three different roundabouts in the f- fruit fly. Robo three is upregulated. 
Robo 1 and Robo 2 weren't, but looking at the structure of the protein, looking at how it functions in the cell, in the neurons themselves, they are pretty similar. So I'm reinvestigating that hmm. and also looking at our methods to see if our methods are allowing us uh, the best visualization process to um, look at the genes. We're also looking at the genes in the fruit fly itself, the proteins hmm. that are produced from those genes using antibodies against the proteins to create colors. And then we can actually see those colors under a microscope. And that gives oh, wow. us sort of like a bird's eye view if some proteins are upregulated in response to the injury or not. Now, what does it mean to be upregulated versus downregulated? Like, how does that correspond? So if you think like, let's say your gene is just a factory producing, you know, X amount of genes per hour, mm -hmm. upregulated would be, well, let's produce twice as much or three times as many genes um, or transcripts for those genes. And downregulated would be that gene is not producing as many transcripts, which would, in turn would mean less protein is produced. Okay. So you're saying, so you're saying, so robo three was upregulated. So that means you're like, it's like producing that, those genes faster. Yeah. So the thing that it looks at to determine upregulation of a gene is the MRNA transcript. So it's not yet protein. It could lead to protein. That's another experiment that could look at how many yeah. transcripts go into protein. Right. But so far we do know that the robo three transcripts are upregulated in response to an injury. That's really cool. So what steps would you have to take to like get this to like human trials? Like this is way down the line, right? Like this is like preliminary stuff still, correct? Yeah, this is just strictly to learn about how the fruit fly nervous system responds with respect to the roboproteins and mm. how they respond to injury. Uh, in humans, we could look at gene therapies, understanding just simply what genes are upregulated allows us to know more about the injury and how the body would repair itself. Um, so it would tell us how we can help the body repair itself even more. Interesting. Really cool. So, and you said, what do you, so what do you work on for your senior synthesis or whatever your senior product is? Yeah. So my senior thesis in the last or at the beginning of this fall, I proposed some projects. So some of my projects are um, to extend the time between the injury and the time at which we actually look at the gene transcripts mm. um, to somehow use antibodies in the actual fruit fly itself after an injury to visualize the injury. Because if there's a break in the, in the nerves, we could target the nerves and see where the break is. Um, so verifying that and just overall reanalyzing our methods and our procedures to see if we're doing the best that we can do. I think credibility in your, your methods is always probably like something you should, I think everyone should be definitely be looking at, right? So making sure you're like, you know, is this actually like accurate, right? So no, that's really cool though. I'm excited to see what you find. We'll have to bring you back on here, maybe like in the spring. You can yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> um, all right, so that's really cool, man. So like, like um, what are your future plans? Do you like plan on going into research? Like, what do you want to do? So throughout my time at Widener, I, I started as actually a pre-med focus. That was where I wanted to go. Realized that it wasn't for me. Um, and I really liked the research, the biology labs and the methods and what we could find out about the human body and, you know, other organisms as well. My goal is a PhD, as many other biochemistry and biology students have that same goal. I do want to take a year or two to find myself working in a lab just to get more lab experience, make those connections that I need to, um, you know, make myself as a student more competitive when I do apply for my PhD. That's really awesome, man. I'm applying for my PhD in organic chem, so but I'm not taking the gap here. We'll see how that goes. I'm excited. I should be hearing back within like a month, I think. 
I'm sure you're going to do great. Yeah, good luck. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, I assume during your time as a PhD student, you'll figure out exactly what you want to do with your PhD. But do you see yourself like being a teacher? Do you see yourself going like right in the industry, maybe a postdoc? Academia isn't my first choice, um, although I do... But I do appreciate like a college setting learning environment. So if I had to teach, I would appreciate a college setting. I do see myself in the lab doing research. So whether that's in uh, the industry where maybe the nine to five schedule is more possible or strictly academic research that might involve a more flexible schedule. Um, but as long as I'm in a lab, I'll be happy. Yeah. I think the lab life, honestly, I love lab life. It's very uh, like, you, you know, you put on some music, put on a podcast and start doing your experiments, man. It's, yeah. it's calming, I think. But what do you think some of the like misconceptions are about like biochemistry and like, why do you think people don't want to learn it? <laughs> so it's funny that I chose biochemistry after only a couple weeks of learning about an overview of biochemistry in high school, but I am happy with my choice. I do think that some people don't understand that you can make, at least at Widener, the biochemistry major with a focus in biology or a focus in chemistry. So I, I've had the opportunity to take um, analytical chemistry and the options to take instrumental and other forms of an inorganic chemistry as well. But I chose to go more on a molecular biology route, cancer biology, developmental neurobiology, while having a heavy chemistry background. One of the things that differentiates biochemistry from biology is you feel more like an engineering major. So I've had a lot of classes with you, Aiden, and you know um, other chemical engineering friends. And then the next semester, I'll be strictly with biology students. So you really get, I think, in the science majors, one of the most like diverse experiences as a biochemistry student. Yeah, there's a lot of variety there. That's, that's really interesting. I'll never forget analytical chem. I love the labs in analytical chem. It's really fun. I, I enjoy yeah. my time there. Um, that's awesome, man. What, what's something that, what's like been your favorite course so far, you think, that you've, you've studied? So far, actually, the course I'm in now called Developmental Neurobiology, which looks at how an embryo is formed, the processes that take place to regulate the certain genes, um, all the way to you get into the embryo and you become this little baby. And it, I, I think I like it because we do research in lab with fruit flies, and I've had experience with fruit flies. Um, some of the experiments mimic the experiments that I do in lab. And just the information, learning the material as we out of my science courses, this course comes a bit more easily to me. Hmm. Um, and the whole topic of developmental neurobiology is just really interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit out of the box here, Dylan. I'm, sure. or, I just said Dylan, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Declan, Jesus, Jesus, just cancel me now. Um, what keeps you up at night, Declan? What, what's like something in the science community that like worries you a lot right now? Um, so my freshman year, I did a paper on the ethics of CRISPR and how there is a, a theory or a big fear that people will become, will have genetically engineered babies, which in a sense, there are moral and ethical applications of any science experiment ever mm. um, that needs to be taken care of now. Um, but I'm just thinking of all the, the great possibilities that CRISPR could give us in terms of um, eradicating disease and then to go off the disease, especially with the pandemic going now, uh, the idea of antibiotic, antibiotic resistance to different bacterium. Um, I remember reading a paper a couple of years ago that some bacteria are becoming more resistant. So there needs to be research on developing anti different antibiotics for the same bacteria. Mm -hmm. So 
with the pandemic going on, a lot of my focus or my thoughts have been on that about like how we as a society can protect ourselves. That's really interesting. So does that compare, is this like comparable to like stem cell research? Like, is that, is that, is that something similar? Do you mean the research I do or the, well, just in general, just like in general, like a stem cell, like similar to what you're talking about. Like, are you talking about genetically modifying the embryo, like within humans? So there, the research is very, very um, preliminary. Yeah. Yeah. Preliminary. And there really needs to be trials on the safety and efficacy of using CRISPR in humans. Um, But at least in animals, there's, you know, there's cool implications about what happens when using CRISPR, but at least some of the things that I'm learning, especially in my developmental biology class is stem cells and how those stem cells turn into different types of cells and their cell fates. Okay. And that strictly relies on gene expression of different genes, which, you know, is part of my research a bit. So it's interesting. Hang on. Can you explain to me what CRISPR is again? I want to make sure I understand this correctly. Yeah. So if I remember it's CRISPR is clustered regularly interspace palindromic repeats a big word crispr is a, a really quick way to say it mm-hmm. um, but it's a tool that uses a special virus called an adenovirus that you can if i remember correctly it's been a while but you can put it into a cell or an organism and it'll search out a certain sequence that you have um, created or generated sort of like a machinery to find this sequence mm-hmm. and if there's i think what's the term muscular dystrophy it's this certain portion of it that is mutated that causes muscular dystrophy if you can take out that portion um research has shown that heart muscles stomach muscles and overall your muscles in your body produce more muscle rather than dystrophy which is less muscle so wow it can be used like that yeah so this is preliminary stuff within like animals right and like like i assume probably flies too but that's really cool. Yeah. So, so what's the problem with the efficacy? Like, what do you, like, what's the issue with it, though, in theory? Well, it's not so much about the efficacy, but also how efficacy ties into the morality and the ethics of the experiment. Okay. So there has been research. Um, because if you do research on an embryo and the embryo grows into a person, how is that person given consent to have research done on them before they could give consent? Hmm. Um, so it would be cool to know how a human may grow from something, but you can't force someone to do that without their consent, which they would have to give as an adult, not as an embryo. Wow. These are really, these are really interesting subjects. Yeah. I've been, uh, what keeps me up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this, that might be, I think that's going to be my new, my new uh, thing. I'm going to bring on guests. I'm going to ask them some, what keeps them up at night, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you think, what do you think about this virus? Like, is this virus like super serious? Like I've seen both sides of the spectrum on this thing. What is the deal with this thing? So I am no means of our virologists, but um, from what I understand is that it is something that we should take seriously, especially with the high amount of cases versus the precautions we're taking. Normally during a flu season, we don't really take many precautions, especially the ones that we're taking now. And even with our precautions today, we are still seeing a high number of cases. I think November has been the highest number of cases so far, mm-hmm. like as a month. Um, so just doing your part as a citizen, hunkering down and trying your best to stay safe and socially distant is something we all should do. I think I think what's crazy to me about this virus is how like politicized it got 
Um, I don't want to go into the politics of it, but I think I, I've seen like a lot of I've seen like a lot of research on it, and to me, it seems like I don't know. There's if there's no vaccine, right? You get your zinc, you get your water, you exercise, vitamin D, vitamin C, and that's about all you could do, right? I mean, we can go into like socially distancing, all that kind of stuff. I think that stuff's that's good. I think we shouldn't be doing those things, but I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to get back to regular life and I don't, it's the question of how do we get there? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I, I also want to get back to regular life and you know, the body is a really cool thing. And if given the opportunities, sometimes it is able to develop antibodies to target the COVID-19 protein. Mm -hmm. I'm actually this new vaccine that they're developing. I think Pfizer, Pfizer and Moderna, um, do you remember we were talking about genes and mRNA a bit mm -hmm. ago? Yep. So this vaccine is interesting that instead of directly inserting the protein into your own body, it's actually inserting the mRNA transcripts. So your body makes the own protein. Um, but, and then it develops antibodies against it, if, I, if I've read it correctly. Um, so oh, wow. it's, it's new and it's going to be cool to see how it works. Well, I'm excited to see what's out there because, dude, there's so much research like and just science going on, like especially like right now and I'm excited to see like what the future what the future beholds, you know. Definitely, yeah, me too. What's some advice that you like give to like prospective students, maybe in biochemistry, maybe in science in general? But what's something that you like to say to them? Um, well, with my Spanish minor and my involvement on campus, I'd say don't stay within your major necessarily, and especially with the biochemistry major, you have access to chemical engineering regular engineering, um, different types of biology, pre-med, whatnot. So just to try to meet as many people as possible and professors, because they'll all give you feedback um, from their own experiences and that'll help shape you as a student. Dude, that's so, that's so awesome, man. You were always the, one of the best people to like talk to with because you were so, you're so like nonchalant. You're like so chill and like super thank cool. Thank you, Hayden, appreciate it. <laughs> well, Declan, I want to thank you so much for coming on here. Um, it's, it's awesome. First of all, seeing, I haven't seen you in God knows how long. Um, I hope, I yeah, hope you're doing well. And, oh man, I'm excited to get the spring semester started and, uh, we'll have to bring you back on here. I'll, I want to hear about your senior thesis and what you found out. Yeah. Hopefully I'll have some updates by then if we're able to go back in the lab and stuff. So looking forward right. to it. Well, Declan, thank you again. This has been an episode. I don't even know what episode we're on right now, but episode with Declan Barrett and then, uh, all right, guys, make sure you like and subscribe if you like the content, and we'll see you next time.